Welcome to the HMO Experience, the UK's only HMO-focused property podcast, where every Monday, Matt, Jamie and Steve will inform and inspire you about everything to do with HMOs, rent-to-rent, and how to set up and grow a successful HMO business, whether you're just starting out or you're already on your way. Hi guys, I am Matt Harris and welcome to the HMO Experience. This is episode six and where we're going to cover finding properties and range of viewings. I want to introduce the rest of the HMO Experience team. Welcome Jamie. Hi everyone, Jamie Mitchell here. And Steve. Steve Mitchell. With a thumb. <laughs> With a thumb. I got two as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I said, in this episode, we're going to um, cover off uh, finding properties and arranging viewings for um, the suitable properties that you find as part of your search. Um, if you recall, in um, episode four, we covered off um, the business um, overflow. So this is very much um, stage one, the property sourcing, and stage two, the, uh, the property viewing steps. So... Um, we are going to um, uh, try and give you as much information as possible and no doubt there will be um, additional episodes in the future where we're going to you know, add new content around um, different hacks or in fact hacks <laughs> where, where we're going um, to give um, specific, more specific details as well but um, I'm going to kick off with um, finding properties online so as you know there are a number of um, uh, property listing platforms so Rightmove, Zoopla, On The Market, um, uh, Prime, uh, Prime Location, uh, there's Gumtree, there's Facebook, I mean there's, there's countless of um, platforms where you're going to be able to get access to um, finding either properties for rent to rent or properties to buy. And from my perspective, um, we generally use um, four or five platforms, so Rightmove, Zoopla, um, On The Market, um, I've started to use um, Facebook, um, uh, Facebook groups, community groups in particular, um, uh, use OpenRent um, as well in UPAD, uh, although there aren't that many properties listed in our area. Um, and another one which um, uh, Jamie told me a while ago was having a look on um, Spare Room, which surprisingly is, is, is quite useful for finding properties that are, are suitable for sharers, right? It's suitable for individual roomlets um, where landlords list them as whole properties. Um, so once you've identified your um, goldmine area, I think we set up alerts for um, three bed properties and above. Um, we obviously set the parameters in terms of um, the pricing. So after having carried out um, the research for our goldmine area, I know that anything over £3,000 a month is going to be too expensive and the numbers don't quite work. So we'll look for anything up to um, that amount of rent per calendar month. Um, and then also, um, you know, making sure that you include the search areas within um, your search criteria. So uh, at the moment, we get daily updates um, because, you know, that enables you to keep on top of new listings that come on from time to time. Um, I think um, Rightmove and um, Zoopla are and on the market. They all have um, daily updates. Facebook, not so much. You have to be a lot more proactive in terms of going into Marketplace and the community groups in order to find the sort of properties that you want. Um, also with um, Spare Room, in my experience, you might tell me different. Um, uh, you don't necessarily get alerts for a whole list of properties. Um, so again, you have to be proactive in terms of spending time searching. 
Um, you can set up search alerts for Gumtree. Um, and I'll be honest, out of all of those options, oh, and sorry, OpenRent, you can do that as well. And I'm, I'm not so sure with UPad. I think you have to be proactive as well and make sure that you, you know, search every few days to see whether any new listings have gone up. And the, the platforms that have been the most successful for me um, have certainly been uh, Brightmove. Um, in the main, you will have um, agents listings on Brightmove. Um, with uh, UPad and OpenRing and, um, and and Spare Room, you will more than likely get access direct to landlord. Um, with Facebook Marketplace, I think Facebook introduced um, uh, listings from on the market and might move and Zoopla into Marketplace as well. So you get a mixture of um, of private and um, agents listings on there, and that's the same for Gumtree. Um, so I think out of um, out of all those, definitely right move uh, for me is is probably the top one. Um, and then if I wanted to look for um, sort of more quirkier listings, I'd certainly go to Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace, and Spare Room. But I think you know there's plenty of resources available to you, and it's just making sure that you utilize those resources regularly. And one thing, um, a process that we have uh, set up um, in the business is we outsource the searching of the property and the updates to a virtual assistant. So they will um, uh, they will sift through all of the email updates that we get from all the uh, relevant platforms, and they'll stick it into a spreadsheet uh, with details of uh, bedrooms, bathrooms, where the property is located, the the listing link, and the um, the agent. And then um, once a week, we'll review that list and we'll say, look, you know, these are the properties that you should submit our, our um, uh, viewing inquiry to. Yeah. Um, and the process after that is, um, you know, the viewing inquiry gets sent out on a Monday. On a Tuesday, we'll follow up with a call. And on a Wednesday, we'll follow up with another email if we haven't heard back. And then by the end of the week, we'll recycle and review so that we go on to um, the next week. So that's certainly something I know we mentioned outsourcing and leveraging um, you know, other resources to help free up your time. That's something that's helped free up our time. Although you know, um, there are, as I mentioned, platforms where you do need to be a little bit more proactive to yes. search. Um, and it's just allocating time towards that because um, you know, you're not always gonna find the, the right properties, but when you do, and that is when you uh, really appreciate the value of taking time out and not dismissing those other avenues. Um, so I think uh, you know that kind of gives a, a general overview of using your online resources. Um, I'm going to hand you over to Jamie, who's going to deal with um, the more offline approach. So Jamie, cool. thanks, man. Uh, just to, to reinforce what Matt said, the best on online resources for us. Uh, as you said, definitely spare room. Mm. Amazing to go and find landlords who are self-managing and you can get their contact details on there. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be doing a further episode on, on how to approach uh, landlords, for example. Uh, so watch out for that. Mm. Uh, in terms of buying, again, like Matt, we use uh, Rightmove for that, have alerts to come to, to look at certain properties in, in, in Coventry. As you know, that's what we buy. Mm. Uh, but also we found things like Dalton's Business, a really cool website where, you're, where people are selling businesses. And Steve mentioned in one of the previous episodes about how our very first rent-to-rent HMO was an old care home 
Again, there's loads of care homes that are for sale right now in the UK, uh, so you might want to consider that too. Okay, cool. So moving on now to offline. What does offline mean? It's basically traditional advertising and, uh, and direct mail. So uh, back in the day when Steve, Steve and I first started our rent to rent business, we were told to do loads of leafleting uh, and do postcards everywhere and do uh, classified advertising local a local newspaper. And we tried all those things. Um, I'll tell you a bit more about that in a minute because uh, actually it was a lot of time and effort and um, we're here to share with you our HMO experiences, hence the name of the podcast. We don't do any of that stuff now. So let me just quickly cover what we used to do. We used to do, uh, we used to do leaflets in our Goldman area. Mm -hmm. I had a standard flyer, print out loads and do loads of leafleting. It's great to go and get to know the area, but you are putting leaflets in hundreds of doors, maybe thousands of doors, which takes time and effort, and we didn't get a single lead on the back of that. But that's just our experience. What we also used to do was do some uh, classified advertising in the local newspaper. Again, zero response. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's not necessarily the yeah, wrong thing to do. Yeah. You've got to give it a go. The third thing we did was we put postcards up saying, you know, we'll rent out your house, guaranteed rent. And we did that in uh, local betting shops and the local news agent, in the Sainsbury's and Tesco's and Morrison's. And we also did it in key cutting shops. Where, because our, our, our methodology was that uh, property owners or letting agents or landlords would be having to change the keys regularly if their lovely customers had lost the key. And we had a bit, of, a bit of success there. But the most successful offline method that we've used now for years, um, and we covered it in one of the previous episodes, was writing directly to HMO landlords. So here's what I recommend you do if you're interested in this. Number one, check your local HMO register. This is a list of local landlords in your area from your council website. Just type in the search bar HMO register and the details will come up. Number two, have a really good letter template that clearly explains what your rent to rent service is. Or if you're looking to buy properties, you can then talk about why you'd like to buy their HMOs, for example. So you've got a really good letter that explains clearly what your service is mm -hmm. and how you can solve a potential problem that the landlord might be experiencing. And number two, you've got a list of names and addresses where you can send those letters. Uh, before I pass it over to Steve, a couple of other tips I'd give is if you are doing letters, then I recommend that you have it uh, branded uh, with your company and your details. I'd also recommend that it's like neat and you might want to handwrite those or type those out. And it's amazing because the very first letter that we sent out the first week in Bedford was responded to by a lady called Penny. And Penny gave us um, her property, which was an existing student HMO. And she said the thing that stood out was that the spelling and the grammar was correct. Um, <laughs> results. <laughs> so if that's an HMO hack, I don't know if it is, but there we go. Check your spelling and grammar. And the last thing I'd leave you with is, I recommend that you also use, if you're going to be doing letters, use coloured envelopes and handwrite those envelopes because it looks like a personal real correspondence, not a white bill that most people use and they ignore but not throw them in. So landlord letters have been the best way for us to go and get properties. Yeah. So for that. Can I um, just throw a little bit of um, uh, a curveball into this? So one thing that I've, I've noticed, like we haven't done very much, um, we haven't sent very many landlord letters. Mm. I think um, one thing that I've noticed or the feedback that I've heard quite often from landlord is they get a load of letters, some are better than others, mm. but they're all offering the same uh, the same type of service. Mm. So one thing which um, we're going to look to test 
uh, is um, sort of tailoring the message a little bit differently. So rather than going down the, the rent to rent, the guaranteed rent service, like having a bit more of a softer entry in terms of offering um, HMO management services so that rather than a landlord relinquishing maybe 40% of his rental income that he's getting as operating the business as a HMO, and perhaps he's more willing to give up 15 or 20% in return for less hassle. Yeah. And you in the long and you manage it and then you you build up a relationship with him or her through that approach. Yeah. And in the end, that may convert into a rent-to-rent opportunity, or it may convert into taking on other properties to manage. But I think it just will also differentiate you from the normal letters that they receive. And it's, it is a softer point of entry, I think, yeah. because it will make you stand out as much as, you know, your branding and um, your grammar and um, and the, the color of your envelope is still super important. I think the message uh, that comes across in the letter could be tailored a little bit differently to see whether that is going to yield any results. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that we've tested right now. But that's something that's in the offering that yeah. we're going to try and see whether that enables us to get, you know, an entry into or access to landlords who, you know, they still want to get a good amount of income, which is higher than what they would achieve mm. as a normal rental, but they don't want the hassle of, you know, doing the day-to-day management. Yeah. Good. It's worth a test. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Matt. Uh, Steve, over to you. You now want to talk about dealing with agents. Yes. So, dealing with agents. I love agents. Hey. I love agents. I was an agent. I was <laughs> yeah. an agent for three years. Oh my god. Because I figured that if I can't beat the buggers, I may as well join them. Yeah. So I went to learn what it was uh, to be an agent. And I was uh, the Saturday boy yeah. at a local um, uh, estate agent in St. Neots. So if anyone's uh, from St. Neots, I used to work for tailors. If we um, shafted you on the property deal, <laughs> I do apologise. Um, but they are a great company. I highly recommend them all the time. Shout out to Taylor's. Shout out to Taylor's. <laughs> Taylor's man. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and the reason why, the number one reason, there are many reasons, but the number one reason that I like agents is because that's where 90% of the market is. Mm. So um, the agents are the ones in uh, at the current um, present present moment of time that may change going forward, but that's where a lot of the agents um, are controlling that market. So therefore, I'm kind of a simple kind of guy. So I'm going to go where the market is. Mm. So it's really trying to understand um, what do the agents want. Now I'm sure there are lots of agents listening, and I'm probably going to offend a lot of them right now. Steady. So Steady. I do apologise. Um, But as I was an agent, I feel unqualified (laughs) to make this observation. Um, And my observation was that agents want to earn as much money as they possibly can Mm -hmm. um, for the least amount of work that they can possibly do, Um, which some might say that's a bad thing. I think that's actually quite a smart thing because that's the methodology that I pursue (laughs) in in my business. Um, So... um, Yeah, working with agents can be uh, phenomenal because they control the market, but 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 I think that um, potentially they might want to take the client away because Mm -hmm. obviously you're looking to go and potentially control or manage that property. So how do we overcome that? The way we overcome that is we make it tripartite agreement. We actually get them involved, and so therefore we're looking to find out um, what solutions um, to the problems that the agents 
have mm. in order to uh, market ourselves as a uh, as a, a solution to their problems. So, what are some of the problems that the agents might find? Well, some of them um, have no idea what an HMO is. Right. So, they may have some landlord uh, portfolio landlord clients where um, they look after the single lets and look after the flats, but they don't look after the HMOs. Um, it could be, for example, that um, they're small independent and um, the HMOs do require a bit more um, management than a, a standard buy to let and maybe they don't have the resource to, mm. to look after those HMOs. It could be, for example, that they simply don't have the infrastructure in place. Mm. Um, so what do I mean by that? I mean things like the uh, maintenance man, I mean the cleaners and all that type of stuff because on a traditional let, um, uh, you wouldn't be providing those types of services. These are additional services that yeah. HMOs require. So we actually partnered up, or we met a phenomenal agent, Jane, uh, in Bedford. I won't tell you which uh, agency she's from because she'll probably get a thousand telephone calls. In fact, I met her for lunch yesterday and she'd said that there's a lot of people coming in. So uh, we've got to stop our training. <laughs> and uh, essentially, she was um, just starting her business. Mm. She had been the lettings director of um, Bedford's biggest uh, um, state agent, uh, lettings agency, sorry. And uh, she ventured out on her own and obviously um, built her, her little base. And some of her clients said, well, I'll come to you, but you need to look after my whole portfolio. Mm. Some of which were student HMOs, as uh, Jamie mentioned um, previously. And what uh, what she saw in us, because I do believe that in um, in life you do need a little bit of luck. But my personal philosophy is that luck is created. Mm -hmm. My definition of luck is when preparedness and, and preparedness and opportunity collide. So we were prepared in the sense that we uh, were educated. We knew what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, we're putting ourselves in front of opportunity by going out and meeting Jane and the two collided and we picked up four houses. Right. So um, so we provided a solution to her because she wanted to grow her business on the flats and the single lets. And so all she did was is turned over her HMOs to us. Right. So as I said, maybe some might consider well that's lucky. Um, had we not gone on that viewing, then we wouldn't have been lucky. Had we not educated ourselves, then we wouldn't have been lucky. Mm. So I firmly believe that we made our own luck. So working with agents is a great thing, but you need to know what you're doing because it's all about your credibility and the trust that you're going to build up as a relationship with them to move your business go forward. And being an HMO manager as well as I'm listed on the HMO license, I get loads of letters. Mm -hmm. And I see the quality of the letters that come through. <laughs> and they're terrible. And they're terrible because all they're saying is, Oh, I'll take your property, I'll guarantee your rent, I'll do uh, no voids, no maintenance. It doesn't actually solve any uh, of the real challenges that agents are looking for. So um, being a little bit more creative. And one of the, uh, one of the great um, letters that I did get, mm. um, which I thought was kind of smart, was first of all, I got four letters from them. Mm. So it's not just about sending one letter. But the first letter was introducing their business uh, and their service. And in, the in that in itself, didn't really turn me on. But then the second letter came oh, and it said, did you realise that an, a local agent was just recently fined £20,000 for failing to adhere to the HMO regulations? Now, that sort of would have caught my attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the third letter came along and said, 
But don't worry, because we're offering an HMO audit service. So I've got a problem, so there's a potential £20,000 fine. I've got another letter come on saying, here's a potential solution. So do you think I'm going to take more interest in that? Yes, I am. So we use that and we picked up another two properties. So there's lots of ways to be able to um, promote yourselves to landlords and agents. I don't make agents because it's where 90% of the market is, but you need to uh, build trust and credibility and you need to build it as a partnership. And once mm. you've got that uh, magic combination, then properties will start coming your way. So from Jane, we've picked up nine properties. Nice. Um, so we're averaging about £800 per calendar month from those properties. So you do the math. Mm. Um, and that's been a really profitable relationship. Wow. That's amazing. I love that letter approach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make a note about that. And do that. <laughs> so scrap what I said about the HMO management <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, let's, let's take this approach. HMO hack. <laughs> HMO hack. No, that's cool. I think, um, I think um, another approach, uh, Jamie, is obviously um, networking in terms yep. of finding properties. So um, I know uh, you host and Steve co-host PPN to Pancras. So I think you're probably the best person place to like give us insights around that and, and the benefit of your experience. Sure. Cool. So yeah, networking is absolutely key. And uh, we're better to go and find people who need your help, uh, whether that be agents or existing landlords than go to property network events. Mm. So here's a couple of tips. Uh, I'm the co-founder of uh, the largest growing property networking business in the UK, Progressive Property Network, or BBN. Um, and as Matt said, Steve and I run a local event uh, here in London, PBN St Pancras. And we do that for a couple of reasons. One is to promote our businesses. So people are coming towards us. They could be landlords, they could be agents. So we're not only picking up properties to go and buy potentially, but also to offer our rent and rent service. In addition, we're meeting landlords who also need our help. Um, so again, it's a great area to go. So go to your local networking events. But you don't have to go purely to property networking events. Mm. Um, you can go to others like uh, run by the local council or by national bodies. So there's the Residential Landlord Association, the RLA, they do events around the UK. Uh, there's the National Landlords Association, the NLA, they are typically run in conjunction with local councils. Mm. So again, get the local HMO officer in one place on a regular basis, find out from them how you could work with them potentially. Uh, typically the older, more established landlords mm. who grumble a lot about the changing rules yeah. and regulations are at those events prime opportunity to either go and offer to buy those properties from them to solve their problems or indeed offer your rent to rent service. Yeah. So yeah, networking is absolutely key. And to find your local networking events, just Google them. There'll be loads in your area. So yeah, do that. Perfect. All right. So I have a question. Uh -oh. Jamie, where could someone pick up a letter template from? Oh, oh good question. That's great question. Do you think anyone listening to this uh, podcast or watching this YouTube video would want to get our letter templates? I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> I want to get those letter templates. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll share in your resources. We'll share our landlord letter templates and agency letter templates. And you're more than welcome to have those free as a giveaway uh, on our behalf. So, perfect. Good question, Steve. Yeah, Thank you. That's a great question. <laughs> Good to have you back from the yeah, second episode of the road. Yes, yeah, you made it. <laughs> Now, I think this is a good opportunity um, to wrap up this episode. So we've covered um, uh, quite a few different avenues in terms of finding properties. Um, like we say, we've gone along um, the workflow in terms of um, you know identifying your uh, goldmine area, and then now it's doing the research to find the right properties 
that's suitable for you. Um, in episode seven, we're going to cover um, arranging and carrying out viewings. So obviously, this is um, moving along to step two in the process um, in the workflow, which was identified in episode four. So um, you know there are a few little nuances and hints and tips and HMO hacks, and um, which we're going to give you around um, arranging and carrying out viewings. So we hope that you will um, join us and look forward to you joining us on the next episode. In the meantime, make sure that you subscribe, you like, you follow, you share, you post, you comment, you do all of those things which are required in order to give, in order to enable us to answer questions and give you more value. Like, that's what we're here to do. So for now, it is goodbye from Steve. Goodbye. And Jamie. Bye, everyone. And it's my me. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of the HMO Experience. Don't forget that all of the resources mentioned in each episode will be available on our website, www.thehmoexperience.co.uk. We regularly update our website with new content to help you along your HMO journey. So make sure you check out www.thehmoexperience.co.uk for more details. Also, remember to join our online community by liking the HMO Experience Facebook page and subscribing to our YouTube channel. 